Live from State Street, you are listening to ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to Danimal Planet, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. My name is Dan McGinnis, alongside Sean McGinty. We're going to go to the phones now, and I'm very, very pleased and excited to welcome into the show for the first time, and hopefully not the last, Tom Peshork. Tom, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. Sean, it's nice to be on your show. Hey, man, look at look at him giving you props, Sean. I love oh, it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tom Peshork, uh, former Major League Baseball player, played for the White Sox, the Dodgers, Braves, Mariners, the list goes on and on. Uh, and, you're, and you're filling in uh, broadcast studios. I'm just going to lead the show off, Tom, and just say I wish you were back full-time. <laughs> well, that's very nice of you to say that, Dan, but, uh, you know, the Sox are, are, are in good, good shape of what the, the people they have right now, and I'm, I'm pretty I'm content, um, you know, to, to have a, a great relationship with the White Sox and fill in whenever I can. Now, you know, last year I was able to do 12 games, and uh, that was really fun. And then hopefully be able to do a few more this year. As, um, um, you know, Hawk and Stoney are getting, they're getting a little, as Hawk would say, they're getting a little long in the tooth. Maybe they'll take a little extra time off, and then I can come in there and, uh, and make a fool of myself <laughs> as usual. But, but I really enjoy it. I, I, I think the White Sox, uh, you know, even though it was a bad, bad year oh. on the field, um, you know, you always try and, and, and accept a challenge. You know, I think a challenge is to be able to go out there and work a game and supply entertainment to your fan base, uh, e- even though the product isn't what you'd want it to be at that particular time. Hopefully that's going to improve this year. But uh, I always enjoyed that, that, that type of a challenge, and I'm sure that uh, uh, the other guys did too. Well, you're only a phone call away. That's for sure. Exactly. I told Bob Graham to put me on speed dial. That's what he said. So, I just happened to be so tuning I can in. Show up at a, I th- minutes notice. I think you were on the air with uh, Farmio, and he said, "You know, Top Short, good to see you. Good to hear from you, Gam." And, uh, and on behalf of every single fan, it was great to hear from you. And, and classic Tom Short, he just says, "Hey, I'm just a phone call away." And I think yeah. everybody, everybody that was listening, drove off the road in laughter that day because it was great <laughs> to hear it. Well, it's, it's, it's nice to be thought of. You know, I was in Chicago throughout the first pitch this past summer, and uh, ironically, Hawk fell ill that day, so I was able to work the game that oh, day. Oh, that's BS! I got the first pitch. So, uh, you know, and, and staying, uh, you know, and we're going back, Fantasy Camp is back this year, this January, middle of January. If anybody yep. interested, I'm sure you can get there some slots open. Um, uh, you know, call the Sox. Mm-hmm. Joe, uh, he's in charge, and uh, uh, it's you know it's an opportunity to to meet some great guys, and and, and I would say that uh, unequivocally ours is the best, yeah, because it's most fun run, you know, and I wouldn't you know, and I I wouldn't want to be a part of something for twenty five years if it wasn't going to be a lot of fun, and we have some of the greatest uh, greatest guys, greatest storytellers, and. Oh. Uh, uh, there and plus, if you want to learn how to play baseball a little bit too, you can get that out as well. And plus, we drink a lot of beer. Well, you know what? I'm signing up right now. I'm, I'm signing up right now. You sold me. You had me at. Okay. Uh, maybe you can learn some baseball. Maybe we can sign Gordon Beckham up for that too. We'll get into that later. Uh, but you had me at the beer. 
Um, yeah. And I, as, as I mentioned uh, to you on the phone, uh, off off the air, of course, it was great meeting you at SoxFest. And like you said, you're there throughout the year and stuff. To, to, only, to hear that you only did 12 games, I must have tuned in for all 12 of them because it sounded like you were there more often. And when I met you, well, we were in the, uh, the, the the bullpen sports bar. And, of course, what a great place to meet Tom Peshork. Well, that's the only place you're probably going <laughs> to you know, you remember the old bar? I don't know. You guys are probably too young. When I was playing for the Sox, they had the two bars across the uh, uh, McCuddy's and, and O'Brien's, I guess it was. And we used to go in there all the time and hang out with the fans. It was really uh, fun at, at Old Comiskey. I guarantee uh, you've met my so. dad. I know it. I guarantee it. Well, I'm sure we had a, a beer or two together because, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, that that interaction right there is as much fun as any when you're sitting down and, uh, you know, you know, you're not inebriated or anything, but you're just, you know, just having a good time. And, uh, you know, fans can ask you questions and things like that. And, it, it, and it, to me, it's a lot of fun. I love that, that type of interaction. Well, as a as a player, you know, and you played on the Sox, the win and ugly Sox. But I mean, in '92, I read here. I mean, well, what's it like being inducted into the National Polish American Sports Hall of Fame? That's got to be pretty cool. It really was cool. I think it's the best honor that I've ever had in in my uh, uh, career. You know, and uh, I went in with uh, uh, Joe Necro, God rest his soul. You know, he was a great friend. Yeah. Uh, and he passed away about uh, a few years ago. I can't no, can't tell you the exact date. And Danny Abramowitz from the New Orleans Saints, and that was a great honor. And you know, you know what people don't realize that in that Polish. And I don't. To me, I'm still astounded that I'm in there. But you know, you got guys. Like, of course, Greg Luzinski is in there, and Stan Musial, Carly Ostrzemski, uh, the, mm. the the great played Muskaurin. Uh, uh, you know, is in there as well. So it's uh, it's uh, Alan Trammell. There's there's a lot of great uh, Polish uh, athletes uh, that have, that have come through, and I, I just feel like that's that's the best honor that I, that I could have uh, ever achieved, knowing that I'll I'll never get to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. But this is a, this is a nice second. Well, you're you're getting to the you're you're getting to the White Sox version of Cooperstown, being in the booth. And speaking of the booth, I think you know where we're going. Unfortunately, you probably get asked all the time, what's it like working with Hawk? You know, he he names you, you know, he gives you the nickname Wimpy. Uh, he's he's given so many nicknames to players and, and other people throughout the year. And I notice we don't hear Stone Pony anymore. I don't know if, if Steve Stone ever liked oh. that nickname, but uh, we, we, we didn't hear it at all last that was year. was a band, wasn't it? <laughs> like, what do you think? It's like, ah, Stone Pony, thank you very much. And the White Sox are dressing their yeah. pinstrap, white and black uniforms. <laughs> ah, Stone Pony. It's just like, this guy is a great former pitcher in Major League. What are you calling him Stone Pony for? Yeah. I mean, his, well, his, his, his the nickname... Everybody, we, we grew up in the nickname era. <laughs> you know, back in the 60s, everybody had a nickname. It wasn't Hawk who gave me that nickname, Wimpy. It was Tommy Lasorda. Oh, okay. When, I, when, we, when we signed in 1968, Lasorda was my first manager in Ogden, Utah, and we had guys like Bobby Valentine, Bill Buckner, Steve Garvey were on that team, and these guys were big-time bonus babies, and, of course, had great major league careers as well. But uh, Sandy Vance is, uh, was on that team as well, and, you know, Ron Stay, oh, Bill yeah. Ferguson were all part of that draft. So we all, we, Tommy treated everybody like a family. Uh, you know, he treated all of us like his sons, and he'd yell and scream at us. Of course, we all ate together. So the first day we ate together, 1968, they all ordered steaks, and I ordered uh, these double or triple um, hamburgers because I <laughs> there was more 
<laughs> it was more fulfilling. And from that day on, I was no, I, uh, he named me Wimpy, and I have not escaped it. Uh, I, I, some people don't even know my real name, I think. You know, oh I, I would have to God. say that probably uh, 30% of the people that I've met in my lifetime don't know that, what my real name is, but they go, go by Wimpy, and I'm so used to it now that... Uh, um, you know, and Hawk does that, you know, and, and it's fine. You know, it's great. I, you know, everybody should have a nickname. Well, that's good. I give everybody, I do a PA announcing for my uh, kids' uh, football team. <laughs> Uh, and everybody has a nickname, Mad Dog or something like that. Sure. Crazy name, you know, and and, uh, and everybody likes it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring back the past, I guess, when it comes to that. Nicknames are uh, are really a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. I mean, because, you know, we all, you know how it is with, with when White Sox Nation with Hawk Harrelson. It seems to have a nickname, and some of them are great. You know, obviously, most notably, the Big Hurt. Uh, and we could flip that mm-hmm. coin over for Craig Graybeck, the Little Hurt, the Deacon, Warren yeah. Newson. You know, so, so many. Deacon. Oh, my God. I love them. I mean, those were some some great names. And, and, and in my opinion, the original, the real Pudge, you know, Fisk, not Yvonne Rodriguez, who everybody loves to call Pudge as well. But you never know right. when you hear Hawk on the air how he actually comes across. Because sometimes it could be a little awkward. But when you hear, you know, when you're in the booth with them, it's not just the booth; it's the Hawk Harrelson broadcast level of uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Right. The, the the plaque. Mm-hmm. I don't. Has he ever made you stand and pose a picture with him next to his plaque? I have to bow before us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, that is total <laughs> BS. You gotta be bleeping me. <laughs> and you, I was there. You, I you know. know. I did, you have been there I for some of these games. epic rants with him. I know. Isn't it amazing? Um, I mean, do you just want to shut uh, your mic off and just like, I, I don't believe he just did that. I mean, tell us what that's wow. like being in the booth when he goes off like that. Well, the one uh, episode I think you're talking about is the umpire in... Uh, made a horrible call. Decision yeah. to start, it, it was a horrible to, call, but... Yeah, to, you know, to Hawk, they're all horrible calls. Yeah, well, this one really was bad. It was, it was very, it was. Uh, <laughs> it really was an un- unprofessional type uh, type call. And uh, Hawk went on. He didn't, you know, whatever whatever everybody else was thinking, Hawk was saying on the air, which probably wasn't the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> so, me being just a substitute. I just uh, get my big mouth shut for a change, and uh, <laughs> and really was disagreeing with uh, with what you he did. Said. And you know what? I, I was I was I was in complete unison with him uh, with with what he had said, but I just wasn't going to say it. But if you were say if it wasn't, and I remember I listened, I was listening to that live, and he's just God, you got me, not you got that beating me. Now Jerry Crawford, good umpire, you know, like he'll throw, <laughs> like he'll go off and off and off and be like, he's a good umpire. It's like no, 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 you've already yeah. trashed him. It, it, you can't say There's that. No Going no, back but after point. about five minutes, like you said, after about five minutes, and then you're just like, yeah, that was, that was just a terrible call. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to say? If, if you said, like, well, actually, Hawk, the guy was safe, you, are, you, are you bleeping me, Wimpy? You know, he, he would throw you out to oh, second no. base. Yeah. No, no, no that's, um, no, I, you know, you know, it's amazing. You say things about Hawk, but he really is an outstanding announcer. Oh, he really I'm, is. I'm, you know, I love I'm, him. Uh, and, uh, and you know he, he I, I a lot of people you know think he, he deals in the past too much but I, I like that I, I like old stories yeah. I think fans as, as a whole like stories and they like to be well yeah. first of all you have to entertain people 
And stories are a good way of doing that. And then, of course, you have to inform them and hopefully educate them and, uh, you know, point out some and teach. So maybe you can instruct, uh, you know, your kids in the proper way of doing things by emphasizing something that's happened uh, in front of our eyes. So, sure. you know, it, and, it, and it's fun um, working with them, you know, but, it, you know, it, it, but, you know, everybody talks about, you know, it's a relationship, too, that, that, that can have its ups and downs. Yeah, and you know, just like uh, you know, people are married. You know, they they get you know, there's there's some days when you you know, it's, it's not as good as it as it could be. Yeah, and so uh, that that's a misrepresentation, uh, I think, of Hawk when you think of his entire body of work. Yeah, which I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I really do. When you think of, of some of the guys that have been inducted into the uh, broadcast the wing of the Hall of Fame, I think Hawk certainly qualifies, and he should he should get his just just rewards, and I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I agree with you 100%. He will get there eventually. I think he's the most quoted, you know, ESPN and all the shows. They all use his on the bump and on the board. And, and when, oh, yeah. you know, it's like nobody uses him, but they all love to make fun of him that he's always oh, a homer. It's like, I well, know. I'm, I'm a White Sox fan. I want him to be a homer. I mean, he played with some of the greatest players in the history of baseball. The guy knows his stuff. Yeah. He invented the batting glove, for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, the guy is extremely yeah, knowledgeable, and he, we love it. He bow and arrow. He, he bow and arrow that one. Or he, you can hang out all the Washington Cook County on that line drive. <laughs> you know, and, and that rope. That's a hang with yeah, him, Wimper. You're listening to Danimal Planet right here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com every Monday at 4 p.m. Central. For more information, please visit DanimalPlanetRadio.com. Those are, those are really entertaining. I love those. You know, it kind of has a tinge of southernness, but I think it appeals to the Midwest or, uh, as well. And, you know, the fact that you're talking about Homer, well, heck, if you're getting paid every two well, weeks, exactly. the, white side, don't you want him to win? What are you going to do? do? What are you going to do? And, uh, you know, people have said to me, and, and we're going to move on here in just a second. People have said to me, like, I hate when Hawk, you know, props the other team and says how good they are. It's like, well, they were all better than us this year. So what do you want them to say? You know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. the Indians were 17-2 and two against the White Sox. What statistic can Hawk talk about, about the, about the White Sox versus the Indians, to make you, the meathead fan, enjoy the broadcast better? We stunk this year, and he calls it like it is. Yeah, he's out there a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, working with him, that's why I hope you guys have such an excellent balance. You bring so much to the table to his, you know, fire, you know, and his passion. You both have that passion for the White Sox and you with Rogers Auto Group, of course. And, uh, well, no, no. of course, of course. But a <laughs> lot of people. A lot, well, okay. I mean, we won't, we'll bring that in. But you, you were a terrific baseball player. And, and a lot of people know you as a broadcaster, and you know I'm I'm you know not of the age that I fully remember you as a player, but nobody that I know of ever talks about you. You were drafted by the Dolphins in the '68 NFL draft, right? What what made I you was made an offer that that I could refuse? Believe me, and thank God I didn't. I've got enough arthritis pain. I got two <laughs> hip replacements. Oh no! And from baseball, I got an arthritic arthritic knee, and I said. Oh my mighty! If I had played professional football, I wouldn't be able to walk right now. I guarantee you, because I was a late guy into getting into football. I, yeah. I only started playing football my freshman year of high school, yeah. and so I essentially played eight years: four in high school and four in college. And uh, boy, I look at some of these kids that are starting off at five years old. I can't even imagine what they're going to feel like when they're fifty if they keep on playing through college. Unbelievable! And, you know, and pros. So, no, that was a good decision on my part, and it, it wasn't. Uh, 
uh, you know, it was a lot of ifs and buts and stuff like that. If you made the team, and uh, sure. uh, I, that that wasn't as attractive, certainly. And I had a couple concussions at that point in time too, mm. because of football. And uh, so the the baseball element. It was in a time when 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 people weren't trying to do both sports. Yeah. Well, and you, let's go back even before. You know, back to your college, the the Houston, uh, Houston, Houston, there's a typo here. There's no U. The Houston, Houston Cougars, uh, your number retired by the Cougars is uh, one of only three in the history yeah. of that team. That, that's got to be pretty cool. That's a real honor. I was really, really um, um, pleased with that. You know, and I, you know, having, you know, you make all American, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a funny story that, uh, I got to know Thurman Munson because we were on the same All-American team two years in a row in, in college. Wow. And one, one time I was coming up to the plate, and, you know, cause I, I knew Thurman, and you know, I think I knew, knew him anyway. Uh, so anyway, well, I was coming up to the plate with two outs on the ninth inning in the shadows at uh, a Yankee Stadium, and uh, you couldn't even see the ball. And Goose Gossage was out in the mouth, throwing about 150 miles an hour, you know, <laughs> smoke coming out of his ears. and. Stuff and you know and, and I, I I walked up to for the inevitable and I I, I uh, came up to home plate and I looked down and I said hey Thurman how you doing he looked up at me and said what are you guys doing giving up <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> the ultimate insult so I said ah oh, you little fat blah 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 and so uh, three uh, three pitches later he's running off the field yelling see I told you so <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, college was really a lot of fun, and I'm glad I did that. And the University of Houston was a good training ground for me too, because we had uh, we had excellent football, and, uh, and and we played. We just started to play good baseball too. So to, to be a part of that, and to uh, you know, and, and and to get into professional baseball, and to be immediately exposed to Tommy Lasorda was was something that uh, I, you know you can't put a a money value on because. You know, Tommy was the first guy I ever met in professional baseball, and he was so fiery and so inspiring, and wow. just you know, pa ra ra pa pa pa. And you know, I said, man, everybody must be like Tommy Lasorda. And I said, you know what? I've done this since 1968, and I still haven't met the second Tommy Lasorda. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. how amazing it was, and to be a be with him. You know, and a lot of people said, well, I got some bad breaks along the way with the Dodgers, not being able to get to the big leagues as quickly as. Uh, uh, it's possible, I, but I learned a lot of lessons in life through Tommy. You know, and how to act and how to you know treat fans and how to uh, you know approach yeah. the game. And hopefully now I have a better knowledge of that game and able to impart that not only when I'm broadcasting but when I'm teaching kids how to play. Danimal Planet here. We're visiting with Tom Peshork every Monday, 4 p.m. here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Uh, before we let you go, Tom, the the World Series obviously just wrapped up. Did you catch any of it? I. <laughs> I hope so, a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> you know, I don't not like the Boston Red Sox. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> guys look, that, was that the ugliest bunch of guys you've ever seen in your life? This isn't I hockey. I mean, they look like they came from the moon. They came from the mountain, <laughs> you know, and came down with a moonshine oh, bottle I love and stuff it. like that. And um, um, I was going to say it was something out of deliverance, but uh, oh. I <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You know what? Oh. Hey, I didn't like them because because of the way they treated my real good friend Bobby Valentine last year. Terrible. And then they made this dramatic change, and you know Bobby got the blame, and now now he's the uh, you know another one of my good friends, uh, Billy Buckner. 
has been the uh, uh, the butt of jokes for, for how many years? Eighties, and he was a great player. Now, of course, Bobby's going to uh, take that distinction from him. But yeah. uh, you know, I thought I thought the, the Red Sox deserved to win, even though I was cheering for the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, and, uh, it, you know, it's a funny thing because uh, look at what the Red Sox did over a year. You know, they made it, they tweaked their ball club, they got rid of a lot of salary, which they did in that big trade with the Dodgers, and they become world champions. They went from last to first. Now, who's to say that another team's not going to do that next year? Right. Now, now we segue into the White Sox. Well, exactly. You know, everybody thinks that the White Sox are, are just a. Uh, you know, wow, well, they're at the bottom. They can't do anything. But yet one thing about the Sox, and, 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 and Hawk and I were discussing, too, at the end of the season, they've got a lot of really good arms. And pitching and, and being able to catch the ball are going to be significant yes. in winning championships. And I think the Sox have got an abundance of arms, young arms, with the, that could possibly be traded for people that can play on the field. Sure. Or the Sox have gotten rid of a lot of salary, too, and, and they can go out and si- sign a free agent. You yep. know, I, I think a very attractive free agent for the Sox might be a Brian McCann. Well, they catch and skate. They and, need uh, help there. They certainly need help there. Uh, yeah. One yeah, story... Good year for the catch. One story we heard is that, you know, possibly the Blue Jays are interested in Gordon Beckham, and if that's the case, Tom, I will drive him to Toronto. I will offer... I'll call Rick Hahn up and be like, look, I'll take him there. I know he's a, a former Georgia uh, standout player, which I know Hawk loves. Anybody from Georgia, I love him. But you know I what? Too. It's You know what? <laughs> Defensively, I love him. But when he's at the plate, he's, he's the best. he needs to bring his glove to the plate. Maybe he'll catch a break at the plate. I don't know. It's very well, frustrating. It's, is, it's been a tough oh, year. I, I understand what you guys are saying. Um, but, you know, when you got the best, I, I really haven't seen anybody better than him. You know, he, he to me, he reminds me of like a, a Robbie Alomar. Unbelievable with there. the glove. You know, He's so good. Un- he, he really is. And he saves a run a game, whether you, you want to you know, think about that or not. And he was coming along real well with his hitting. He made some adjustments. He got in the crouch. I wouldn't give up on Gordon Beckham. I still think that he's capable of being the guy. Remember when the Sox brought him up mm-hmm. and he took, tore it up, tore up the big leagues? Tore it up. And uh, I, I thought he was going to be a number three hitter in that lineup for the next 15 years. Well, things changed, and, 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 and I think he didn't... Uh, uh, wasn't able to adapt to, to the situation that he was put under, so he has faltered. But I think he's capable of coming uh, coming back. Plus, uh, plus he's the future, um, he's Scotty Fletcher's future son-in-law. So I saw around. that. Your, your former teammate, uh, Scotty Fletcher. I love that. You know what's really funny? Is that if you took a picture of Scotty Fletcher when he was Gordon's age, they look, they look identical. So she married I her mean, dad. Almost, <laughs> you know, say, they say guys uh, guys often marry their mothers. Well, I think she uh, she's marrying her father. I agree with you. He looks and you know well, same position. You know that that scrappy, hard nosed second baseman with a great glove. Uh, although yeah. Scotty Scotty yeah. used Scotty used to have that big club of a bat. Uh, Gordon Gordon should go up there with three or four bats. But however, well, he, he's don't, a, don't, <laughs> don't get too, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, one of I them will hit the ball. I think that um, uh, that Gordon's going to be going to be the guy, I, and, I, and I would hate for them to. Um, I hope uh, you're right. Well, trade him. Look, look who they're asking for. I think Gordon's going to be in a in a White Sox uniform next year. 
But uh, well, who do they who do they want from Toronto? Well, they want I mean, Toronto want a pitcher. Uh, well, this is what I've read. They want either a Hector Santiago or a John Danks. They need some left-handed bullpen and that's what or help on the pitching staff. The White Sox have some of the best lefties in all of baseball. That's why I think. Oh, absolutely! What, they got a lot. Quintana's very good too. Oh, I love him. And I love Santiago. Santiago is terrific. Yeah. The tools that he has, and not just to, I mean, like what you said about the Red Sox, and you look at the White Sox from '07, who were just atrocious, and then they came back the next year and won the division with the Red Sox and yeah. like you said in all fairness to Bobby Valentine he inherited a team that was drinking beer and eating hot dogs in the dugout at the end of the previous season yes they had a disastrous year last year but you know what it's hard to manage 25 guys that that quit in in, in all honesty right. I think I think Bobby is a great oh, yeah, baseball and guy those guys were hurt all year too Pedroia Big Poppy they were all hurt for Valentine all yeah. of a sudden and the, uh, and the center fielder too yeah uh, Jacoby uh, Ellsbury uh, Jacoby Ellsbury was hurt all year. So what was he doing? He was running a triple-A team out there, and he's yeah. criticized for not winning. You know, and that, that Red Sox Nation thing, you know, they're with you, win or tie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, just, I just, I remember that when, when Ted Williams, the one of the, maybe the greatest, uh, well, one of the top five greatest hitters that ever lived. I know Ted Williams. That is, I know you do. I know so, Ted and, Williams. Uh, but Ted, they had like uh, they had like five thousand people in the stands for the last game at Fenway. Unreal. Yeah, so you know that's Fenway Nation, that's the uh, Red Sox Nation. So um, you know, hopefully the the Sox will you know get it together and uh, you know make it. You know, and you just have to tweak nowadays. It doesn't. You don't have to make wholesale changes like Dodgers. Right. You saw what happened to them. Now they're strapped with a three hundred million dollar. Salary, uh, you know, salary for the team, and what both, are they going to do with those guys? Bo- both LA you know, teams. I mean, look at the Angels too. They're they're messed up. Exactly, exactly. So you you know, if you're going to invest in a guy, you got to make sure that's a good. You know, he, first of all, you got to check out his character, and you yep. got to you, you got to really is this guy going to play when he's a billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how well is he going to play? Well, when that's he's, when he's got all these years of guaranteed money. Excellent and, point uh, because you look at you know you. The, the, the Sox organization in a whole, and I know Han is still very early in his helm, even though he's been with the team for 15 years. We've always had, with the exception of maybe Albert Bell, high-character guys that have come in and out of here. I know fans sometimes, they, you know, we want to see wins, not character. But think about the, the teams, you know, Milton Bradley on the Cubs, that we saw that in Chicago. When you bring a guy in, yeah. you bring a guy in that's just really a pain in the butt, that causes a lot of problems on your team. And yeah, you know the Sox. The Sox are in, are in great, absolutely, and the Sox are in great shape because of the pitching staff that they have, and they have a handful of guys, including the new Abreu and uh, Avisel Garcia. Like you said, they plug in a couple of free agents, maybe a McCann, maybe a third baseman. Then you never know. A quick turnaround, better than what the Cubs are doing in a five or six year rebuild. Well, what's the deal on the hitting coach now? I know Jeff Manto, who I thought was very good. You know, he had to, somebody had to absorb, you know, um, yeah, the you know, the pain. Not just that, year and, and, but two days before the season ended, they let him go. I mean, let the guy finish yeah. the season. I mean, what's Harold Baines? And I love you know Harold. We love Harold Baines. What is naming Harold Baines the the interim hitting coach with two games left in the season going to do? That was terrible to Jeff oh. Manto. Yeah. 
Well, um, Todd, Todd Steverson now is the new is, guy. Is Terrell the permanent guy? Though I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't really. No, heard no, it's what, okay. Uh, it's uh, Todd, Todd Steverson uh, from the Oakland A's hitting instructor. He's the new guy. You, you're getting a guy from Oakland that is coming from a, the, the mantra of get on base. Do not swing at something outside the strike zone. I'm intrigued because we went outside the organization, and I'm excited about that. Oh yeah, well you never know. It, it, you know, and I'm sure that uh, they researched uh, him. I, I, you know, down the south here, we don't get all this top secret information that you guys get. But uh, hopefully it'll work out. And I think if he works in in union uh, with with Harold, and uh, uh, I, I think it could be a good situation. But you know, I was a fan of Jeff's too. So, but it, it was one of those things that. You know, sometimes you you need to make a change because it just isn't working. And and unfortunately for Jeff, that's that's the situation that that he came under. Well, Tom, I can't thank you enough for joining us on Danimal Planet here. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. Anytime you don't have anything to do, you know, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you're doing more than 12 games next year. I hope so. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, listen, thank you very, very much. Plug plug our fantasy camp, guys. The middle of January. It's in in beautiful um, uh, uh, Glendale, uh, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you got it. uh, The complex that's shared with the Dodgers, so it's going to be a great time. Camelback Ranch. And make sure Sox Fest. So you come to Sox Fest, too, because I'll be there as well. I'll see you there, Tom. Thank you. Hey, try the veal, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a phone call away. Tom Pashorek. I love it. (laughs) That's right. That's right, guys. All right, Tom. Thank you very much. All right, fellas. I enjoyed it. You take care. All right. right, Bye-bye now. My best to all the great fans in Chicago. All right, you got it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And go Bears! That's right, Bears! The Bears! The Bears! The Bears! Tom Shark! Danimal Planet, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Great interview. What a great guy. When we come back, Eric Mack, BleacherReport.com, Bears, Packers, White Monday Night Football. White Sox. Go, go, White Sox! Dan McGinnis, I invite you to tune into Danimal Planet every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. to catch all the latest Bears and complete NFL coverage. We'll preview Monday Night Football and talk some fantasy football also. Is that a hair gel? Derek Rose is back, and the Blackhawks are out to defend the cup. All right. Let me be your number one source for Bulls and Hawks coverage. Can't listen live? Podcast the show anytime. Find Danimal Planet on Facebook. Hi, Grimma. Where do you think you're going? That's Danimal Planet every Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com.